All right, everybody. It is Wednesday night, June. June 1st. My God, I can't even believe it. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, DJ. Uh, we are down one tonight, but we're plus one tonight. Jason, uh, Bucky's tag team partner, currently has COVID. Um, and he just really, he messaged me earlier and said, man, he's like, I just, I don't have it tonight. Um, and I get it. I had COVID two weeks ago and he's got all the similar symptoms to what I had. Brain fatigue, body fatigue. So he's, um, Jason's going to be down tonight. Uh, wishing Jason a get well soon, buddy. Just get some rest. We'll be here for you when you get better. But joining me tonight. First, Nicole, welcome back. Hola, gents. And from the Rob the Genius podcast, Mr. Rob, how are you, sir? Uh, not too bad, and uh, I got some uh, COVID running through the family and myself. I'm kind of unofficially quarantined over here, hoping that I didn't get it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I did. Uh, Tina got it first in our house. She tested positive on a Tuesday and so I quarantined myself. I've got two extra spare bedrooms right now. So I was in one bedroom. And then by the next night, I started getting a sore throat. I'm like, crap, this is a waste of time, isn't it? And then by Thursday, I tested positive. So there was no sense in quarantine from each other. So we are going to rock with the three of us here tonight. And in a bit of rare form for us, we're going to be talking a lot of AEW. AEW had a big pay-per-view <laughs> over the weekend. When I say big pay-per-view... My God, they had like 13 matches and it ran what? What they what was the running time on that? Four what is it like I felt longer than that. Did you yeah. watch it or? I did not watch it, but I was on the timeline and people that were watching was like, um, where are we wrapping this up? They're like, it's going on midnight and we still have two more big matches to go. I'm like, what the hell time did it start? It you started know? at eight. Wow. Well, the main show started at eight. Uh, did they have a pre-show? I um, believe they did. What do they call yeah. it? A buy-in? Yeah, they had like one match on there, I think. One match okay. on the buy-in. And what and that's they... typically like what a, either thirty minutes or an hour? Um, something like that. Yeah, I I don't watch, so it's yeah. you know, it's I don't know. But it, just looking at the card, I will say this. I'm gonna put them over here a little bit. If it went that long. For their fan base and the people they're trying to please, it was probably amazing. And to yeah. be fair, they probably gave them their money's worth in the amount of time that they gave them. And their pay-per-views are about 50 bucks every time, which is a and little And they only stiff. have, what, like four a year? Four. Yeah, so and that's, that's what I was so. getting to. People will say, oh, it's $50. And, you know, while I agree $50 is a little stiff in this economy, they only do it four times a year. So quarterly, if you can't come up with 50 bucks to watch your wrestling, your favorite wrestling program, I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, my favorite wrestling program, by the time I pay it all, is about $40 every quarter. You know, by the time I pay the Peacock, because we pay for the ad free. Um, so it's about $40 quarterly. So I don't think another $10 is really all that much to ask. If they were doing this monthly, oh, no. I'd be like, nah, I ain't doing 50 bucks a month. I wouldn't do 50 <laughs> bucks a month for WWE. No, I you know, and, and, <laughs> I don't do the network was the greatest thing to happen to me as a WWE fan. Oh, um, <clears throat> but yeah, even me being, you know, top level, top level exec for the e-drones. Um, now nah, I ain't paying 50 bucks a month for anybody, because mm -hmm. <laughs> anybody's like, pay-per-view for me, like the network came around right at the point where paying 50 bucks a month was getting to be too much. <laughs> and, well, yeah. The the network started 
was it before which what WrestleMania did it start right before? I think thirty. I think because it was right before Daniel. Yeah, it was right before Daniel Bryan did the thing. So it was thirty, right before WrestleMania thirty. I, I think remember the. Yeah. And that was where uh, Brock beat the Undertaker and broke the streak, yep. right? Yeah. Yep, because that's the first pay per view I remember. I was at my friend Brian's house. It was me, Brian, Eddie, and one of Brian's other friends were all there, and we watched uh, we watched the Undertaker. You know, watch the streak end that night. That was the first thing that I ever watched on the network. And I that still was thought that was a joke for like a good twenty minutes afterwards. I'm like, this was for real. <laughs> that it was oh, yeah. surreal in in Brian's house. That that whole living room got like quiet. Like you I was watching, watching we were it by myself. Just blast, and all of a sudden, there are just like it was like you could hear a pin drop. Like we're waiting for something to happen. What was the match after that? Because I'm pretty sure it killed whatever mood anybody was in for the next match after that. I, you know I, what? I, I forget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody I, remembers I the match that came next. The only thing I remember I mean, after that is Daniel Bryan went. Right. That was it. <laughs> yeah, and Vince knew he um, had to send him home happy I after mean, that. <laughs> I remember going into that match. I was like, well, you know, well, it's, you got the streak here, so that that's not going to end. And but then, well, like, they're not going to break the streak. Yeah, but and I was thinking, well, but you know, Brock, he, you know, he's he he lost last year to Hunter, and he really probably needs to win this time. Because <laughs> at that point, he was like winning one and losing one, right? He hadn't become like you know the big monster yet. Right. So I was until after like, well, that match. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what, that's what really started it, and. So going in, I was like, well, he could probably, he really could use a win here, but it's The Undertaker, and The Undertaker doesn't lose at WrestleMania. So, you know, throughout the whole match, you know, he was kicking out of everything. So then he hit him, then he hit him with that last F5, and I was waiting, and then I was like, okay, one, two, and Waiting for a kick out. And I was like, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, one, was like, okay, one, two. When he hit three, it was wait. like, what? Like, huh? <laughs> like, what? like, wait a minute. Am I imagining this? <laughs> and at first, I was like, "Well, did he, did he mess up or something? Did they did they did they mess up? Did he forget to kick out or something here? Like, what's, what the hell's going on?" <laughs> and you know, they showed, and then they showed like the, the different crowd shots, and then I was like, "Oh, this this is real." And Damn. then Paul Heyman's laughter yeah. after he realized that Brock won. <laughs> yeah, and. Because yeah, because once they started showing the crowd shots, I was like, "Oh no, that 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 wasn't a mistake. This is real. That was supposed to happen." And it got deathly quiet. Like the <laughs> whole stadium just went hush. How big of a rib would it be if Paul Heyman actually went into that not knowing the finish? Like they gave Paul some bullshit finish. Like he's going to go for the F five, and the Undertaker's going to kick out. So the whole time Paul's waiting for a different finish, and then they hit him with that because that would be something Vince would do. Because um, because uh, Wood said um. Like well, when they did the Kofi Mania thing, he, he said they he didn't want to know. Yeah, like, how it was like he didn't hmm. yeah, he didn't know how it was going to end. They and he didn't want to know. Like he wanted yeah. you know, um, he wanted just to be as real as possible. And know, I how. saw their reactions backstage when Kofi won. Man, they were like that. That was awesome. Yeah. That whole their reactions helped make that that whole situation. Yeah. yeah. It's stuff like that that WWE does better than anybody else. Like when Becky announced that she was pregnant, Oscar, I full one hundred percent believe is a shoot. Oscar didn't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they could get her genuine reaction live on TV, and I just thought that was freaking awesome. She was just so excited. She was. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Oscar a mom? Oh yeah. yeah. 
That's what I thought. I thought Oscar was a mom, so you know she gets it. I mean, you know, women get that in general, but it just it hits differently when you know yeah. one year one of your friends becomes a mom. I think. Yeah. So, so yeah, I like I said. I aside from the biggest complaint that I saw for most of the people in my timeline was the length of the pay per view. Um, I didn't watch it. I wasn't gonna watch it. There was really only one match. Maybe two, one for sure that had would have been my interest, and I wasn't going to drop fifty bucks for it. That was the tag team triple threat with Keith Lee and Swerve yeah. versus Jungle yeah, Boy yeah. and Lucha. I had a lot of people that were upset about that ending. Yeah, so that was the only match that I was truly like because I'm, I'm to, even though he's not working for my favorite company, I I want nothing but the best for Keith Lee. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, same for Swerve. You know, I I liked Swerve very much. I think he got a raw deal when uh, when they got cut last year. Yeah. But um, beyond that, I had I had mild interest in Hangman Page and CM Punk. Beyond that, there was nothing else on that card that I had to watch. And there's probably a couple matches on that card that could have been shaved. Like I know it was mostly fan service, but we did we need Kyle O'Reilly versus um, Darby Allen? Darby Allen, like I don't know why that was made. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing until someone was talking about it on the timeline because I didn't look at what their card was going to be. I just saw how many matches there were. Like right. that could have been on Rampage. Y'all could have yeah. did that on Dynamite. It didn't need to be on a tag. It didn't need to be on a pay per view. Yeah, yeah. I got the card in front of me now, and okay. look, look, I'm I'm not paying fifty bucks for a pay per view in 2022, mm-hmm. and. And I'm not, if it's not WrestleMania, I'm not sitting down for four hours and watching the pay-per-view either. Thank so, God for the split WrestleManias because I can't yeah. miss too much. You and I yeah. are on the same page with that, Nicole. Yeah. I'm I'm down for the two-night WrestleMania from, from here to the end of time. Yes. They yeah. better yeah. never, ever put that back to one night. Yeah, it really. I mean, until, look, they better not do that until, you know, because you know, the business goes in cycles at some point. The business yeah. won't be going as well, and they'll have to downsize. <clears throat> but until that comes, as long as these things are going as good as they are now, yeah, they better keep that like it is. Because was well, that WrestleMania 35? That went, oh man, we still got yeah. hangovers from Re- WrestleMania 35, <laughs> right? You know, particularly because the wrong. Were we all like, were we all like pissed and angry and tired? <laughs> oh, that that Monday morning in the Discord chat was. What's a whole new level? <laughs> oh, because um, look, look. Well, you know, and look. I mean, I was extra upset because the wrong person won the main event. But you know, oh, here he is. Yeah, here he is. <laughs> what you know? <laughs> what you know? Anyhow. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that now I had a flashback because I. The funny thing is about that match. I maybe watched like the first five minutes and like the the ending, and I was just like, of course she won both titles. Yay! Thank you too. In my fake enthusiasm, because <laughs> I'm like, because the way they got to that match made no sense. Like, what was the point of taking it off of Oscar? Yeah, because it was. I mean, all right. So this is. This I mean, I get going. it, but it's just annoying. It was. It really was. And going off of because like going off of the reports, you know, for what it's worth, um. Charlotte was supposed to win the Royal Rumble and Vince did one of his, you know, change his mind the day of things. And that's how you ended up with Becky winning the Royal Rumble. And then they had to go through that whole convoluted pathway to, you know, put Charlotte back in the match and then get all three of them in the match. 
And then, yeah, and then honestly, when when they had her beat Oscar, that that maybe that could have been. Yeah, that could have been another women's WrestleMania match. Right. Because it was because weren't there only like two on that card? Yeah, it was that. It was the main event outside of the women's battle royale, which was on the pre-show. Yeah, it was just. It was the main event, and then it was the, the tag team the title tag thing. Match. And that was I it. And had one more women's match. And I, look, as much as I, you know, love when you know my queen wins a championship, that was the one time where I was like, okay, y'all really didn't need to do this. Yeah, I tell you what, though, it did give us a great backstage segment when the three of them were getting arrested. Oh and, yeah. man, I I will never get over. The image of Charlotte Flair while, while Ronda Rousey is in handcuffs with her head hanging out of the patrol car. And Charlotte just knees her in the face, man. That whole segment was gold. Long leg. That was just incredible TV. Yeah. But, you know, getting back to, to AEW, I, I, if the card was great, if people enjoyed the card, that's fine. There's a lot that came out of this weekend and a lot going into the weekend that, uh, that I think we can go over tonight. And, Rob, I, I don't even know where to start, but there was a lot. Um, all right, well, first, okay, so the big story going in was all the, the MJF drama and – and like so, there's like a couple of things that we that have been verified that actually happened, and then there's a whole bunch of you know speculative bullshit, right? Fan fiction. Well, yes. So, <laughs> I, what we know for a fact, all right, we know that he had been like basically shit talking the company for a while, but even with that, he was doing it in such an over the top way that you kind of felt like it was a work. Yeah. All right, but then this weekend he no showed. There was a fan like they had, they had like a fan fest event or whatever, right? Yeah. And he, he completely no showed it. So, and, and now we know that that actually did happen. He actually no showed the fan thing. Right. And then we know that he did show up for the pay per view. He did his match. And then he and Tony had a meeting today. That's really all we, as far as things that you can say. Yes, that happened. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And that match was basically the first match on the card, and it was a, basically a squash match. Oh, yeah. yeah they gave him the uh, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania treatment. Did that yeah. match even last outside uh, of their interest? Did it even last like six minutes, if that? No, it was a whole bunch of power bombs and a pin, wasn't it? All right. It's saying here on Wiki, it says seven minutes and 30 seconds. Wow. And that's including the entrances. <laughs> Yeah, or he, I think he might have he might have stalled or tried to run away or something for a few minutes. Okay, right. But right. yeah, but other, I mean, so there's like three things we know that actually happened, and then there's a whole bunch of bullshit. And there was and the biggest amongst the bullshit was he there's a flight booked for him out of town. That was Saturday, and that that proved to be bullshit. And you know the the worst part of it, I hate this. This just grates on my soul that I have to admit this. Brian Alvarez is the one that called it that said he can almost guarantee there was no flight. Yeah. Alvarez, now, to be fair, Alvarez probably has a bit of an ear to the ground because he does, again, this twists my soul to say this, Alvarez is a worker, which means he probably still has some contacts in there, which means he probably threw an ear to the ground and got some of the real scoop, and, and he ended up being right on the, uh, the flight out of town. 
and that was that was like just way over the top anyway. I mean, and um, but that that ended up being bullshit. And you know, and then some people thought that he he might no show the pay per view, and that ended up being you know a moot point. Because look, I mean, if he really wants to get out of there, and if and if if and when he does leave that place, we all know where he's going. Right. And the the, the last thing you want to do is be pulling a no show on a pay per view because. What message is that going to send to the place you want to go work? Right. And to put that in context, I'm very serious about that when I hire new people. I've had people that will tell me, well, I can start tomorrow if you want. I'm like, no, I want you to put in your notice where you're at. You know, respect that even if you're miserable there. And obviously you've come to me. You're sitting in front of me at a job interview because you're looking for something better. Even if you're miserable there, I, as a professional, I want you to give notice. You know, give them time to either replace you. Don't burn that bridge. You know, and, and more importantly, don't burn that bridge where I can see it. And, and I, that's very much the same situation here. You know, you, you don't give WWE a bad impression trying to come in the door if that's your intent, is to end up there. Right. Because well, look, we know, look, either he's going to ultimately stay in AEW or he's coming to WWE. Right. right. I mean, we know that's what that's that's the way the story is going to go for him one way or the other. And True. so, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think he was going to no show the pay-per-view. Um, now, it's just very weird, the whole thing, because he's got a year and a half left on his contract. So if he's trying to pull some shenanigans to get let go, I don't think that's going to happen because he's got a whole year and a half. Yeah, they're not going to cut him loose on his contract right now. So there's two different ways we can approach this. And I personally, I think we should attack it from both angles. Uh, some people are looking at this like it's an absolute shoot. He hates it there. He wants out. He's pissed off. He wants to go to WWE. Then there are so, those of us that I'm in this group who thought the whole thing was a work. Um, it being a work so hot on the heels of the Naomi and Sasha, Sasha situation is a bit suspect. Um, Some of the things done, some of the things said. That being said, he has been, at least in the socials, and again, putting it into context the way Rob did, in the socials, very unhappy with that company well before the Sasha and Naomi situation took place. So this isn't something that he, yeah, it's been months. This isn't something he dreamt up in the last seven days. So, you know, when when you take all that into context, assuming it is a, a, a work, one, skipping out on the fan fest is a horrible work. Like, that's, I mean, it, it's one thing to play out a storyline. It's something entirely different. If people are paying to see you and expecting to show up for a meet and greet and then you no-show that. Like, if, how if much that, did they pay for those meet and greet tickets? And were they uh, refunded? <clears throat> I would hope they were refunded. I, first and foremost, I hope they were. Whether this is a shoot or a work, I hope they were you know, those folks were refunded because I'm sure there was a line of people waiting to see MJF. Yeah. Um, so, Nicole, you got any thoughts on this thus far as to whether this might be oh. a work shoot? Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. I think they kind of made it into a work after, because I mean, he's been talking about for months how he's not happy there or how he wants more money. And I can understand him wanting more money. It's like he's been there since the beginning, but yet you're giving these people that are just coming in. Like, like I would not be shocked if Kyle O'Reilly got more money and just came in. Oh, I'd be pissed. Nothing against Kyle O'Reilly. Exactly, but but it's like you look at him compared to MJF who's been there, who's basically been on TV every single week since they have started. Yeah, and MJF is the what? How old is Kyle O'Reilly? He's got to be close to forty. Kyle O'Reilly's like is in his mid thirties. No, I think well, I'm thirty four. I'm gonna say he's maybe about like early thirties, mid thirties. Let's find out. Uh, He is. I know Bobby Fish is in his forties, but Uh, yeah. Kyle is 35. 35. Okay. And MJF is probably what, early, mid-20s? Mid-20s, I think. Yeah. So MJF, if you're looking at your company, and, and I'll talk a little bit more about this down down a little bit later on in the episode. MJF is nothing against Kyle O'Reilly. He's an awesome worker. I loved him in the Undisputed Era. But MJF is the future of your company. He's obviously mm-hmm. he, he's a heat magnet. He's a good-looking guy. He can talk on the mic, and he can go in the ring. Why would you not invest in that guy if we're looking at this like a shoot? Yeah, and, um, well, I think, okay, I think him being mad about his paycheck is 100% a shoot. Um, I think that he has been also trying to work it. And... And I, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of stealing this from Jim Cornette, who I listened to earlier today. I know it's a bad habit. And I, 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 <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; I started listening to him a little bit. <laughs> well, because see, the thing is, I right, when when he when he's saying stuff you agree with, it's like the greatest thing ever. But then, if you listen to him long enough, he says some really problematic shit. And then you're just like, you know what? Now I'm reminded why I don't listen to you. <laughs> right. I gotta listen to two hours of what. To get to 20 minutes of stuff that I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> the clips I typically hear from him are like on a YouTube channel where someone like has like this illustration of him in the background yeah, and like takes clips from the show. But that's typically how I'll listen to him. Me too, yeah. <laughs> and it's, um, yeah, and so that's what I do too. It's just like, you know, he'll, he'll be saying some stuff that you agree with and then he'll be like, okay, we did, we will why did they have two girls matches back to back? And it's like, okay, dude, come on. And this is when I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yep. like, it's like, okay, dude, right? But, and the, so, mis- a, the misogyny just kind of, kind of seeps out. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so in this case, he was talking about this MJF stuff, and he said that you know he thought that if MJF was working, he probably didn't tell Tony because Tony has a big mouth, and he would ruin the whole thing. Um, <laughs> Oh, we're going to talk about Tony's big mouth tonight. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's coming. But um, <laughs> are we also so, going to talk about how the fact that nobody, that everybody just basically kisses his ass in these pre, those post um, pay per view oh, yeah, interviews? Yeah, oh, yeah, we're going in on those guys tonight too. Yeah, but um, so I think I think he's legit mad about how much money he 
is not making. Um, I think he has tried to kind of spin that into a, a bit of a work. You know, I guess we're kind of incorporated into his character or whatever. Um, so I think that's where it is. So, but I could not tell you. I, I do not have any guess as to how, whether he's just done and ready to go or whether he's just kind of playing this to get some more money or what, because I mean, he's got a year and a half. You know, if he had, if he was almost up, then I could see him, you know, playing, you know, doing this and saying, Hey, okay, you bet. Well, you got six months to come up with something here, Tony, or I'm out of here, but he's got a year and a half. I mean, Tony can tell him to basically you can show up on Wednesday or you can kiss my ass. Yeah. Um, I have a I mean, question. Has he ever held a title since being no. in the company? No. One. Which is and, oddly surprising. <laughs> yeah, and um, because like DJ was saying, if you look at all the people there, uh, if you're if you're if you if you're gonna have any type of like ten year plan or something, it's got to be around him because. All those other guys, you know, are not gonna is, be around as soon no, as their contracts up. That may be it for them. Yeah, I mean, because Punk is forty something, ain't he? And then Brian is forty or close to it. Punk then, is, I believe, eight years older than me. About, so he's about forty-two, forty-four. I think I want to say like forty. Forty-three. Well, I'm thirty-four. Forty-three. So okay, forty-three. Okay. okay. So he's about so, nine years older. Okay. Yeah. So so he's year to year. I mean, any year could be his last one at this point. Um, yeah. Daniel Bryan is he's around forty, and I think it's pretty safe to bet that he's going to come back for the farewell tour. He um, will. Yeah. Um. So he's he not, just went to AEW to scratch an itch. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to admit that, yeah. but he went he went to scratch an itch, and once that itch is scratched, he's That'd going back. Like, home. Okay, Vince, I'm back. Yep. Pretty right. much. So he, so and this will be there with open arms, like, come home, my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, Jericho's going to come back for the farewell tour. Um, yeah. Um, so he's not the future either. Kenny Omega is almost, he's like 36, 37. He's so. And he's, he's beat really, all to hell. Yeah. And he's, he's not really the future either. Is he still out injured? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, the, like that list of injuries he had sound like he'd been in a car wreck. Yeah. Um, so um, he's not, and then he's not the future. And you know that sooner or later, Mox is finally going to answer the phone call from you know Seth and Roman for the for yeah. the one more ride. <laughs> I mean, I am living, buddy. I am living for the Shield reunion, man. They're going to make so much goddamn money. Because I mean, go, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, because you, I mean, you know that like right now he sees one of them. He's like, no, not answering. No, not answering. Uh, you know. Meanwhile, his, meanwhile, his wife is like, um, um. Right. So, <laughs> at, at some point, you know, maybe a year from now or two years from now, she's gonna keep looking at him, and he's gonna be like, "All right, fine." <laughs> you like remember, Nora is gonna have a college fund, sir. <laughs> right. So he's not the future either. Like none of their, like the only people who they're like their top level people who you'd say are the future are MJF and Hangman. So you better make sure that. And even his title reign, yeah, has been meh. They yeah, didn't so. do Hangman any favors, man, and they oh. they put the exclamation point on how much of a abysmal failure that was. 
And it's not his I fault. Feel bad for him. Not yeah. his fault. Let me let me lay this out very plainly. Not on Hangman. This is not. Mm-mm. No. Okay. But they put From the exclamation see, point. He's a very likable person. <laughs> on a monumental a failure on Sunday night, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. So n- none of those folks are the future. Um. And look, and look, we don't know. We don't know how Hangman is feeling right now because. Look, there, at one point, I'm sure he would have not even entertained the idea of leaving. But now, if that phone call comes, he might think, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, so you never know. Um, so, if this, I mean, if there's one person there you need to secure for the long term is MJF. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I think now obviously Tony has him by the balls right now because he's got a year and a half. Right. But, I mean, this is one of those times where I think you need to find the money to pay the man. And particularly because, uh, again, this is based on the reports. Um, you know, he signed a starter contract with, you know, when they first started. And the starter contract was b- basically NXT money. Right. Um, right. Somewhere between forty and 70000 according to the reports. Which is what you know they give the you know to people who are not who who are not like Adam Cole or Gargano, right? I mean, right. Um, which I mean, you can get yourself a place to live and all that, but you're not getting rich off that, obviously. Um, and then they supposedly gave him a bit of a raise recently, but again, like Nicole's saying, Kyle O'Reilly probably signed for more money than he's making. Um, and and not to mention, I mean, when they were just signing anyone that came out of WWE when they were signing Miro and Andrade and FTR and, uh, you know, Alistair. I mean, those guys are probably all making a lot more money than he's making. Yeah. Um, and oh. then, you, you know, Brian and Punk are making a shit ton of money. Oh, God, yeah. Um, well, let's, let's springboard off of that for a minute, Rob, and let's look at this like it's a shoot. You know, a, You've got to be frustrated being anybody on that roster, you know, particularly MJF, who is one of their, if we had to use the word homegrown talents, he's basically their, he's the homegrown talent with them, you know, probably more identifiable than say Jungle Boy or um, Darby Allen or, or somebody like that. Like uh, if I looked, if I just lined those three guys up and, and nothing against Darby or Jungle Boy, MJF is the star. Yes. If I'm just lining those three up and, and the, the eye test and, and everything else, the, he's the star of that bunch. If you're him and you're thinking, okay, I'm, 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 in the, I'm on the ground floor of this company and I'm, I'm building this character, I'm interesting, people are digging it, people are getting into it, and then you start seeing the influx of the Keith Lees and the Miros and the Aleister Blacks and the uh, the FTRs and eventually Punk and Brian and just this this influx of ex WWE talent, the line is getting longer and longer and longer. And I've gone from third to seventh to tenth down the line to twelfth down the line. And, and like I said, you hitched your wagon to this company from day day one. So you know, yeah, you've got some questions for your boss. Like, look, do I have any value here to you? You know, or are these 12 guys who just cut the line in front of me? And, and to be fair, most of those guys should have, because at the end of the day, whether anybody wants to admit it or not, Tony Khan is handing in somebody else's homework. When you look at the majority of what he's putting on TV right now, somebody else did the work for him, and he's just presenting it on TV. He's got the easiest booking of any promoter in wrestling right now. 
you know, when you think of, you know, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Aleister Black, Keith Lee, the FTR, you know, the work was already done for them. These people are over. They had to build MJF from the ground up. So, you know, it's, and to be fair, those people from a, a drawing standpoint probably should make more money than him. You know, obviously a CM Punk is going to be paid well. A Daniel Bryan is going to be paid well. Yeah, certainly much more than an MJF. But as a as a young wrestler and as somebody who, you know, kind of put all your eggs in that basket from day one, you need to know whether or not this company has a long-term investment in you. And it just doesn't seem like Tony Khan does. It seems like he's waiting for his next influx of action figures to come in so that he can play with the new guys and, you know, he can play with Buzz Lightyear and throw Woody back in the toy box. And that just seems to be what's happening over over in AEW. I, Nicole, what do you think? I agree with a lot of what you say. It's just a, it's kind of a mess if you're somebody who started with the company and have been there since day one and were announced when the company was getting started. This is our roster. Like, and we're told, like, basically, we're going to use all this untapped talent to make our company big. But then you start slowly adding on more and more ex-WWE people and trying to bring in, like, uh, bring in WWE fans that may be disgruntled over to, over to um, your side or whatever. And it seems like every time you turn around, hey, we have so-and-so coming here. Or somebody is being brought over or being like, hey, they're making their debut. And then, like, four weeks later, they're on dark. Yeah. Rob, what's and, your take on? Or, I'm sorry, Nicole. I, I, no, I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping because, as you said, he has, what, like a year and a half. Of, I hope they work something out with the kids. Or if don't, just let him go and just pay him what you owe him and let him be free. If you can't find a way to actually either give him more money or actually give him title matches or something. Like, it, it's been almost three years, and he hasn't had a title. Not even, like, one of your lower-tier titles <laughs> to hold. But you have him on TV every week. You're working him every week. But then you're bringing in people that, like like you said, like, some people are, of course, going to have more money. But I'm sorry, there should be no reason why, and I don't dislike him, like Kyle O'Reilly or... Bobby Fish should make more money than him if they are making more money than him. Okay. Yeah, and I mean to add to that, um, it's just um, except he was there from the beginning, and now not only that, but a lot of the people he came in with are not there. So, so he oh, out true. he outperformed and outlasted all of those other people a lot of those other people. And since he's been there, he's worked with the top people almost the whole time. He feuded with Cody. He feuded with Punk. He feuded with Jericho. So not only, like you said, DJ, I'm interesting. People are into what I'm doing. You think I'm good enough to work with your top people all the time. You're putting me in feuds with all your top people all the time, right? Like, I don't think he's ever had one feud with somebody who was like quote unquote beneath him. Like when no. everything he's doing is with the top people. So if you think I'm good enough for that, if you think I'm good enough to work with all of those top people, and you had me I went over on Cody, by the way. 
He went over on Cody. He went over on Jericho. Uh, and I think Punk did beat him, but 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 he. So you put him in there with your top people. You you have him beat some of your top people. Right? He's not just there to lose to them. Um, yeah. If so, if you think that much of me, pay me. Yes, and there's no salary cap, and there's no there's no CBA. Like you don't have to worry about you know if you if you rip up my contract and give me more money. You don't have to worry about how it affects future contracts or whatever. This isn't like the NFL or something where you got to, you know, be careful where you have to be mindful of all of that. You can tear my contract up today and just give me more money. Yep. It, it doesn't matter. So if you think enough of me to have me working with all these top people, to have me beat some of these top people, you put me in main events on, you know, in different places um, and all of that. You think enough of me to do that. Um, you trusted me to do a, basically a, singing number with Chris Jericho on television. Mm-hmm. And from all accounts, they killed it. They, they did great. Um, so you you trust me enough to do all of this stuff. You put me with all the, with all your best people. You have me beat some of your best people. And like Nicole said, yeah, I'm on TV every week. I got a big segment every week. I get a big promo every week. I'm, so basically, you're treating me like I'm you're one of your like your main event person. But so, Sammy, but Sammy Guevara is their uh, secondary champion. Yeah, and <laughs> right. I mean, how the right. hell does that work? I mean, and then so if you're like, if you're not going to make me like, okay, it's fine. If, if if it's not lined up for me to be world champion, then you need to pay me like I'm world champion because you're working me to death like I'm your world champion. Yeah, it seems like it's like a lot of stubbornness on Tony's part. <laughs> That I feel like it, it almost seems like he feels like MJF should just be grateful to be there. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about that. Let's, uh, Rob, do you have any other thoughts? Because I want to jump into the double standard uh, of that uh, of that situation. Uh, let's go there. Let's do it. All right. Let's talk about the double standard of that situation. MJF should be grateful that he's getting what he's getting. How many times in WWE have people remained mid card? They occasionally come up and maybe challenge for a championship here and there. Then they leave WWE and -and so-and-so deserved better. So-and-so was mishandled, mistreated, misused, underappreciated in WWE. But now we're looking at MJF, who's that guy in AEW. Mm -hmm. He's that guy. But all of a sudden, he should be grateful for what he's been given. Which is so bizarre. Like... Why would you say that? Okay, you if you for people who are like hardcore AEW fans who say stuff like this, it's like, wouldn't you want somebody who's been there from the beginning of a company to get what he's owed, especially when he's as entertaining? Like this kid has never dropped a ball since the company has started. Well, and that's the double standard of these idiots because they're they're looking at it and they're like, oh, we hate WWE, we hate WWE. Oh my God, we got Keith Lee. You know, we hate WWE. We hate we got Adam Cole. We hate WWE. Yeah, so on and so forth. Rinse and repeat every single week. Meanwhile, MJF, much like I said about Cora Jade, now that W, now that NXT's got Roxy, Cora Jade is like you know last week's you know forgotten you know relic. And it's the same thing with MJF. These fans, they started getting ex WWE, and it, the, you know the flavor of the week turned into what WWE guy are we going to get this week? And all of a sudden, that whole fan base was like, MJF who? You know, it's and that's just what they do. And that's the double standard of the whole thing. And, you know, what was the the other double standard is, you know, when W like Ali, 
Ali very vocally, very publicly, I want out of my WWE contract. I've asked out. He publicly declined, no, I don't want a spot in the Royal Rumble. I want out of my contract. And the the hashtag free Ali, the, the WWE is a prison. WWE uh-huh. keeps people held captive. But on the other side of the street, it's, oh, fuck MJF. You know, it's, you know, they, they should, you know, MJF should be lucky to, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Hold up the same standard. Hold Tony Khan over the same fire that you hold Vince McMahon. No, they don't. He's their savior. Oh, yeah, he's their savior. Yeah, give me up. We're getting a little wank. Um, You know, it just, (laughs) God, it's so frustrating that these people are looking and they're watching. This is wrestling, folks. This is not WWE. This is not AEW specific. This is wrestling, and promoters are promoters. Okay, and promoters are going to promote, and carnies are going to carny in this industry. And right now, if it's a shoot, this whole situation with MJF is classic carny nonsense. It is classic wrestling promotion nonsense. And Tony Khan is as guilty of it as any other promoter is. I keep going back and forth, waiting for him to come out. I'm only on, I'm only watching this so I can see what he says. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they're giving him a live mic tonight. Uh, which I find interesting, and this is what leads me to believe that this has been a work the whole time. That being said, right before Cody Rhodes parted ways with AEW, they gave him a live mic, and he cut a promo, and it was a very, that promo did not lead you to believe that he was leaving anytime soon. You thought he was just going to take a small break and be back, and then, what, like two or three weeks later, it was like, yeah, he's done. He's done, and he's headed (laughs) to WrestleMania. Yeah, I it, thought that's uh, what I, I thought MJF was supposed to open the show, but it's a tag, it's a six man tag with Punk and FTR with um, Max Caster and the Gun yeah. Club. Is that who they are? Oh, Billy. <laughs> oh, Billy. Yeah. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! CM Punk just won the AEW and World Heavyweight Championship, tag. and he's in a six man tag against Billy Gunn and his kid. Um, the Gun Club. Um. Max Caster, Billy Gunn is ringside. Okay, so he's not actually so his kid he's is not wrestling. wrestling. No, it's Bill. It's his son and some other kid, okay. and what then Max Caster. How do you follow up branding your company with CM Punk to put him in some random six? What the? This guy won Booker of the Year. Oh, oh no! The, 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 the Wrestling gotta, Observer. Well, I got I got to give him credit for this. I got to give him credit for this. He's gonna make he look. He's gonna make everybody wait for MJF, and so yeah, that, so I, okay, I, okay. I can pray for that. He, he's gonna make you wait for it. And, you know, Either gonna it's make, gonna happen in the middle of the show or at the end of the show. Right. So I give him credit for that. But as far as the double standard, yeah, um, I, mean, I agree because it's really weird. I mean, because listen, the guy should give me. Because basically, like he's doing what Seth Rollins is doing now. Seth is feuding with all these legendary big name people for like the last couple of years, but he hasn't paid handsomely for it. Oh, and I'm sure Seth Rollins makes good coin. But that's and that's the difference, right? Um, MJF is basically doing what Seth Rollins is doing, but he's getting paid like somebody who just came out of NXT. Pennies on the dollar. <laughs> so I'm sure. Look, I'm sure Seth would love to be world champion again. I'm sure he wants to be world champion again, but he's making a whole lot of money. And it, you know, so it, it, 
it doesn't feel quite so bad. Okay. <laughs> um, but I mean, with MJ, MJF's case, he's he basically, he's doing Seth Rollins work, Seth Rollins type of work over there. And he's getting or paid. NXT pay. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's in right. So then that, I, yeah, I can, I can understand him being pissed off. I can understand him saying, pay me right now. Um, and you know what? Again, um, and there are people saying, well, he, well, if Tony wants him to sign an extension to get more money, he should agree to the extension. He doesn't have to. No, okay, no. Oh, this, again, this is not the NFL or the NBA. There's no. He CBA. does not need to be held captive. <laughs> no, exactly. There, there is no CBA. You don't have any rules you have to follow. There's no salary cap. Okay. Right. Um, and I'm sure. Look, if if Tony made the number big enough, he probably he would agree to some type of extension. He would say, okay, yeah, you give me if you look if you're going to give me two million dollars, then yeah, I'll sign for five more years, right? But um, as of right now, if you know, if if you're gonna, if you're only talking about bumping me from, I don't know, say eighty grand or to two hundred, if that's all you're talking about, hell no, I'm not signing an extension. Right. Um, but in all, and sorry to interrupt, but I don't think, in all honesty, he wants to be there another five years either. Well, <laughs> no, I just looked I, it up. He's he's twenty five years old. Even if he went another five years, he's only going to be thirty. That is plenty of time for him to build up more cachet to his name. And, you know, it, it just guarantee himself a higher spot. Because right now, WWE is crowded. And that's one thing that I've said about MJF in the past is that maybe right now isn't the best, even in a year and a half, maybe it's not the best time for him to go to WWE because there's a pretty crowded field. you got to wait until the Sami Zayn's and the Kevin Owens have kind of aged out a little bit. And, you know, guys in that bracket, obviously Roman's going to have well moved on in five years. Seth will probably start slowing it down in five years. So they're going to need a crop of fresh but seasoned talent. And, you know, this gives MJF, if he stays with AEW another five years, it gives him time to really build up that cachet, build up that name value. But pay him. Jesus, pay him what he's worth. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. Just pay the man, Tony. Yeah, I mean it, it's not that hard. Like again, you you don't have any rules that you have to abide by. You can just give him more money. <laughs> I mean, so and I mean, what, oh, you, ahead, you afraid, Rob, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you afraid that uh, Kyle O'Reilly is going to get mad? I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, and that's I mean, just pay the man. It's not you look at Kyle O'Reilly and say, look, there's the door. Right, <laughs> and, know, nothing against Kyle, but right, but I mean. Uh, just pay the man, pay him. Yeah. You, you, you should pay him. If, if your company has any hope at any type of long-term future, it's going to be attached to him. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, some, nobody from WWE who could come to your company and be a big deal for, for a long, for a while, they're not coming. Okay. You know, Roman's not coming. Seth's not coming. You know, if AJ was going to come, he would have done it already. Um, you know, if Kevin Kevin Owens, if he was going to come there, he would have done it just now. <laughs> Kevin Owens said no at the beginning of the year. It, Kevin Owens, like the people who re-signed realized, like, easy money, decent schedule. I don't have to do a lot of heavy lifting that much anymore. <laughs> right. And then, you know, Sasha ain't coming there. Okay. So y'all as need much as that. people beg and plead. Right. You got y'all got to let that go. Okay, Sasha's not coming there. 
I don't think any of the none of the top women are coming there. All right. No. 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 I mean, I'm sorry. All right. So that's not happening either. All right. You you've gotten pretty much anybody you could get from WWE who would come there. They they're all there now. So MJF is the guy you need to hit your wagon to for the for the duration. You need to do that. You need to do it immediately because when he's gone, he's gone. I mean. It, it, you know, if if he goes, he ain't coming back. No, because he'll get a hell of a good deal in WWE. Yeah, and because I saw somebody tweeted today that well, one of the reasons the AEW fans don't want him to go is because they're worried he'll get treated like the Miz. Please the Miz treat me like the Miz. Career? We, we we need to stop acting like the Miz. <laughs> comparing anybody's career to the Miz is an insult. It's a whore. It is. I want the Miz's career, okay? <laughs> I said that on Twitter today. I'm like, I would t- I would put in my notice tomorrow for the Miz's career. Yes. I don't think that man has ever been injured. That no. man comes in, works his butt off, has very good feuds that you don't think about are good until they start happening, puts on great matches. It's yeah, highly man. entertaining. That's Gets a- that <laughs> check. And goes home. Yep. And gets <laughs> to his wife checks. and two kids. <laughs> he has yeah. that. He has that. Um, has that Miss TV money? Has that WWE movie money? <laughs> yep. Right. Miss has got multiple streams of income. Right. Um, Please tell me how WWE that has never gonna be broke. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um. And then so apparently MJF was he was like a theater kid also, and he she sings, mm. so. He can it makes do, sense that he was a theater kid. Yeah, and so he can, I mean, he can parlay a WWE job into all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if if he, Tony, if you let him go, he ain't coming back. <laughs> okay. Oh, MJF is next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good. So we'll yeah. have to see what happens here. Nicole, since okay. she's watching, she can clue us into what MJF's yeah. big speech is it's about. On, it, it's on mute until he comes out. Uh, okay. <laughs> so while we're on the subject of cocaine, Tony... <laughs> cocaine Tony, Tony, Tony. That boy was on one. That dude was, on, was on an eight ball for like 72 hours. He was Ooh. just I, I, I God, I, I listened to like I didn't listen to the uh the, the press junket with him and CM Punk, but oh, I listened to the other the one where he was like oh my god speaking in non sequiturs and I I couldn't figure out what the hell he was talking about, and I can only take him <laughs> in small doses to begin with. So I'm like, I, I started like, I the the the, uh, the video with him him and Punk came up on my on my Twitter as it did probably everybody else's. All I needed was the look on Punk's face to tell me that I didn't need to listen to this idiot because even Punk couldn't figure out what he was saying. Oh, because I, I listened to the whole thing. What did he say? Did he say anything of substance? Because I know it had something to do. Somebody asked him a question about uh, what Eric Bischoff had to say about him, and apparently he went on a a, a nose dust fueled rant about it. Oh, he did, and yeah, and then so he started going on, and he said this fucking guy about ten times referring to Punk, and you know, and 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 he went on about like the, the Friday Night War, which was oh like yeah, apparently he won the Friday Night War, which was I, like I think hat- he's the only person who knows that. It was like a half hour on a Friday when SmackDown was on FS1 and Rampage was on TNT. And for like a half hour, they... Okay, sorry to interrupt, but somebody, I guess, from New Japan 
just debuted. It's not Okada because I know what he looks like. Yeah. But it's somebody from New Japan that I guess is out who just came out when Punk was talking and basically challenged him. Okay. Um, So... What the hell was I just talking about? Oh yeah, okay. Um, Sorry. <laughs> that's not it, no, that's on a Friday night. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Okay, so well, and well, they had like a couple of percentage points in the demo, and SmackDown still had like twice as many people watching, and but to him that means you know that we won the Friday Night War, and he's going on and on about it, and like you said, Punk is a, has this look on his face like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> 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 and and he's just like yeah, and he just kind of nodded along like yeah, yeah, that was great, yeah, and um, <laughs> and then punk and then punk finally said okay, let's move on, right? <laughs> I told that's that's a nice way of saying Tony, shut up, you sound like an idiot. Yeah, and it was just hilarious. I mean, um, but yeah, and then somebody they, they asked him about the you know the length of the show, and he started going on and on, and then you know he started. He started doing Steiner math about like the odds of there being a game seven on a Sunday, and, <laughs> and you know, this is why you know this is Jesus. why we, this is why you know it was okay to have the show be this long because there was a game seven, and then because the show was so long, that made sure that like the the most important matches would come on after the game was over, and and and, and I'm just like Dude, that's basically this? telling your talent I booked you guys during game seven because I knew nobody was gonna watch. Jesus Christ! What's wrong with him? And this is the same guy who was clowning WWE for trying to run the same weekend that UFC was running. Yeah, and it's just and, and it's, you're going I mean, against the NHA NHL Game Seven. I mean, you clown. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, and then so he he's clearly under the influence of some substances, and I mean, <laughs> clearly. And, and, I mean, he was just going and going and going. Uh, and then, and then, and then there was like another part of it where uh, it was him and Jericho talking. And, oh, wow, that had to be a substance rant. Oh, and uh, but uh, and yeah, I mean, it, and it was just like, and then Jericho was just basically talking about how his his ideas were all wonderful, and then Tony was like, "Yeah, man, that's really great." And this, that, that, and it was, I mean, it was just, man, it was just bizarre. <laughs> Take turns and, licking each other's boots. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. And look Ooh, after baby that. Jesus. Look, they, could, they, they both needed to go take a shower after that. Day, okay. Um, it was. I mean, and it was just like, what in the hell? Um, and um, it, it. I mean, that man is. And then, oh, but now, of course, the one time he had, he, he, there was one time he didn't have a whole lot to say. And when they asked him, well, what about this MJF thing? Then he said, oh, no comment. Yeah, and therein lies the double standard again, because none of these journalists even pressed him. Like, they will dig through Vince McMahon's garbage to find out what burrito he had for lunch. (laughs) They'll ask Triple H the tough questions about Velveteen Dream, but they're not going to ask Tony Khan about a very topical hot in the moment that fucking weekend situation with one of your top young stars, and nobody... Nobody pressed him for for an end. Like, oh, I'm not talking about it. Okay, next. No, you're a journalist. You're supposed to press him. You're supposed to push on these types of things. You know, and and I've said this before on this show. These guys are so, because Tony has let them in. 
Like Tony has let them into the inner circle. He's opened the curtain up even more, given them the secret handshake. And every single one of these knuckleheads is afraid he's going to pull that away. Vince and Triple H never gave it to him. They gave him just enough of a morsel to keep him around because they do recognize that these guys have value because as long as people are talking about the business, the business is thriving. It's when they stop talking about it that you've got a problem. But these guys are so in the front door with, with Tony, they're afraid of hurting his feelings because, again, Tony has presented himself like one of the guys. You know, he's one of us. He's one of you, Rob, Nicole, me. He's one of us. He's one of the fans, but he got to run his own promotion. So these guys are afraid of stepping on his toes and pissing them off. And, yeah, and it's just, I mean. Okay, so far, so good with this little promo thingy he's doing. It sounds pretty typical. You know, nobody's on my level. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like the I mean, he, he delivers it. Well. Party, it was all friends wrestling. <laughs> all, fr- all friends wrestling. <laughs> no one is yeah. on his level. Yeah. Come That's on, pretty music. standard. That's I mean, he delivers it well, but it's a pretty standard sure. promo. But and I got to say, to take another shot at Tony here. All right. The man just did a stretcher job on Sunday. And now you got him out here doing this now. Yeah, yeah, like uh, it, oh, 24 hours ago, 40, no, God, it's Wednesday. My God, this week. Holy crap, it's already Wednesday. That pay-per-view was three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my God. Everything we've been saying about MJF, he is now saying. <laughs> oh, really? 26-year-old that's carrying this whole company on. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so we, wrote, we, wrote, we wrote the promo for We it. wrote the promo for AEW. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, that's good stuff. So, well, let's talk about that for a minute. You know, let's let's talk about, um, you know, AEW moving forward and then the decision, the decision to to cap off a, a two year story that they were telling with Hangman Page and pay that off with CM Punk defeating him in what I understand was a pretty clean victory. Yeah. yeah. Like it was a clean pin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No interference, no shenanigans. Just kind of made everything that Hangman Page went through the last two years seem like, what was it for? <laughs> right. And let's be fair again. CM Punk with the, with the AEW World Heavyweight Championship is the right move. Like, and nothing against Hangman. I just, when you're trying to get a company off the ground, and right now AEW is fighting for its TV life, and they're having to present themselves to a brand new set of executives that are going to make the decision whether or not they renew their TV deal when it's up. And nothing against the guy, but when you're moving this company forward and you need to lay down and say, hey, look, this is what we've got, Hangman Page is not the front of the line there. And that's not a knock on him as a wrestler. I'm just looking at this strictly from a business standpoint. Hangman Page ain't the guy. Not right now. There may come a time when Hangman Page is the guy. But right now, you need somebody front and center, and nobody in that company embodies what it stands for more than CM Punk. And Greg DeMarco commented on something that I said on Twitter yesterday. He's like, CM Punk is in the right company. Hangman Page is in the wrong company. Mm. And and he's absolutely right. Like, CM Punk, you, th- you think about who he is, what he is, and what he means to specifically the AEW core fan base. He is the, the spirit of that company. 
Yeah, and <clears throat> he is. And look, honestly, look, Hangman was cooked as soon as they signed Punk and Brian. Yeah. Um, and that's that's it sucks for him because again, it's not his fault at all. They had, you know, they had put together this whole two-year story that was supposed to, you know, put him in that position, and then. Punk and you know Brian became available, and then Punk agreed to come in. Yeah. And at that point, he just again no fault of his own. He just he he looked like a substitute teacher. Um, yeah. And I, go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. That's okay. And um, just he didn't stand much of a chance. It's not his fault. Um. And like you're saying, they're they're fighting for their whatever the. Whatever their TV future is going to be, they're fighting for that now, and you have to put somebody out there that the executives, you know, that they might be familiar with, and, you know, and that somebody who, you know, is, uh, is, is that it? Now he's still going. Okay. He's still going. He's basically telling him, "Pay me my money." <laughs> okay. He's go. He's going in. He's going in, and the crowd is now eating it up. Of course, the of crowd course that was are. just booing him with their signs talking about he sucks and stop being a crybaby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so now it, it's officially your work now. It, it is now. They've turned it into a yeah. Work. Yeah. Okay. So. But he's very yeah. good at this. Oh, he's <laughs> crazy at this, which is the he's point we were trying to make. That's the point we were trying to make 15, 20 minutes ago is that he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And look, they'll probably have one of their biggest ratings ever just off of this. He said he wants Tony to fire him now. <laughs> he will just fire me. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm into this now. Like, oh, uh, yeah. She, Nicole's all dialed I in on this. Like, what you do, kid? He has a fan now. I'm a fan of MJF. <laughs> She's a fan of MJF. <laughs> Don't know if I'm going to watch every week, though, but I'm well, a fan now. <laughs> well, the, the, the work worked. <laughs> yeah. Um... It did. And they cut his mic and it went to black. <laughs> uh, so you, so here's, here's what this was. This was his pipe bomb promo, and this will lead to an inevitable feud with him and CM Punk. Yeah. And that, this was right. his pipe bomb moment. And he better win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because if not, I will throw something. <laughs> this cannot be the whole summer where seeing where at the end of the summer they're like we're going to have another pay per view. You throw them in there, but all of a sudden somehow CM Punk still wins. I will throw something. Yeah, and yeah. you should rightfully show you should. Yeah, and so it's um. So yeah, I think it's it's definitely it look okay. If it wasn't a work before, it's definitely a work now. It's a work now. So so it's just. What an exhausting seventy-two hours! Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even. It wasn't even that deep for me. I was just like, huh, I want to see how this plays out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, so again, like I said, no, I'm not going to. Yeah, I will not be tuning in to watch every week. No, um, I look forward to him, you know, cutting the same promo on a Monday night sometime in the future. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. I'll be The first thing I want to see is him and the Miz feud. I want to see that before oh, Miz leaves. That's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, that that yes, that that would be just that would be excellent. And um so I hope look, I hope Miz hangs around stays around long enough to to make that happen. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. 
and um but yeah it's, it's it's definitely work now and it's just well it's well, we're gonna find out how smart tony really is um if, if, I hope to God that man is smart enough to pay this man. <laughs> right, because look, as, as much as I would love to see him in the WWE, for the, it's better, like we've been saying, it is better for the wrestlers if, are, if there's more than one place they can go. Right. Yeah. And so as much, look, I w- would love to see every wrestler who I like or who I think is good, I would love to see all of them in the WWE where it'd be nice and convenient for me to watch all of them in one place. Um... But it's better for everybody if there are other places to work because, you know, people are getting paid really well in WWE right now. But if they ever go back to being the only place to work, Vince won't have to pay them that much anymore. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that's, that's just how that stuff works. So it's better off. And, and look, if, if you're really good enough, then I may not watch the TV show, but I'll watch the YouTube highlights or something of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so it's it's better for everyone involved. It's better for the industry. It's better for the wrestlers if Tony keeps him there and builds the company around him and and is able to build something for the long term centered around him. But if Tony is going to be an idiot, then see you on Monday in a few years. Yeah. Um, do you see him just? Do you see him, Tony have just given him more money? On his current contract, with the option of possibly signing, re-signing when it ends. If or I'm Tony Khan, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here, if I'm Tony Khan, I don't honor shit. You signed a contract. Now, if you want to raise, we could talk about that. But you got to meet me in the middle. I'm not just going to throw more money at you for the next year and a half. And like I said, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll say. So you think it's just more if he gave him a raise rather? I give him a raise if he's going to stay for his year and a half. If we're talking substantial money, then he needs to meet you halfway. Okay, look, buddy, I'll give you, I'll double you, I'll double you, but you need to give me two more years. You know, I mean, and it's some, and that this is the contracts are negotiable. All contracts are negotiable. I don't think I don't know if Tony has the negotiating skills. I don't know much about MJF either, but that's where the talk, the talk has to start. The dialogue has to start. So, okay, okay, how much money do you want? And what are you willing to give me if I give you more money? I need some type of guarantee that you're not going to take, you know, 60, 80, $100,000 more a year from me. And then in 18 months, you take your ball and head, you know, head to the, uh, to the Stanford territory. You know, it's so <clears throat> that's, it's all a big negotiation. It's all a big, you know, who can, Who's is the biggest game? And, you know, it's somewhere in the middle, you know, cooler heads prevail. But if I'm Tony Khan, again, no. I, I, Vince McMahon has a has a mantra. Don't let the talent hold you hostage. And Tony Khan should 100% follow that. And in those terms, I will, to a degree, stand up for the promoter. They signed a contract. They should work out the contract. However, all contracts are negotiable, and they should. If you're willing to keep this guy, if he has value with your company, you will try and negotiate something with him and meet in the middle. Yeah, and look, <clears throat> right. So no, you don't want to. You don't want to give him a raise, and then he go leaves anyway. You don't want to yeah. do that in right. eighteen months. But what you need to do then, you need to you need to make it worth his while that he won't ever think about leaving. If 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 you're gonna want him to stay, if if you're gonna want him to sign for a long period of time, then you need to pay him enough where 
he he won't think about going elsewhere. Yeah. Because make him make him want to stay. Yeah, and um, and look, you know what? Because I mean, if you pay him right and things continue to pan out like they panned out, you don't have to sign all those other people. Nope. Right. I mean, because that's that's another thing, right? Like the reason. I mean, you you keep signing, bringing these people in, and bringing them in, and bringing them in because you keep hoping to strike gold with one of these people, and they're all very like you have. Like you have all these people that are there that you yeah. can build up, but you refuse right. to. <laughs> I mean, look, and you should look at the competition. Like WWE has literally let go of over like a hundred people in the last couple of years. Yeah, because you know the the ones they keep, the ones they're keeping, you know, basically make you not need all those other people. Um, you can. Keep MJF, and you don't need to keep signing everybody that Vince releases. If you know, if you can keep nope. him for the long term, um, and it's just it, it's a it's a better idea to pay him pay him enough to where he he never think about leaving ever again. It's better to do that and to keep him there, and then because otherwise, if you let him go. And he leaves, and then you're going to be sitting there hoping that you know Seth Rollins will get pissed off one day, which probably isn't going to happen, right? Or hoping that you know, you know that again, you know that Sasha or Big E or somebody will get fed up. And I mean, you can't run your company if, if you want to play on the level that they're playing on long term. Right now, they're on TNT, you know, prime time on Wednesday night. If you want to stay there for the duration. Then you can't hit your wagon to hoping you know Seth Rollins gets pissed off one day. Right. Oh, what did I just do? Um, you know, you gotta have you need to have some people there who are staying with you. Um because we saw what happened with TNA, right? They did that and they did that. Now at one point they were on Spike TV and they were getting real close, and now they're on Access TV. Yeah. And and that's what I mean if you if you hit your wagon to that much too to that same strategy too long that's what eventually happens because you eventually run out of people to bring in because the real you know i mean they're not all going to come and actually um, this is something booker t was saying earlier um when that was going on when they were bringing in everybody he said guys like aj styles and samoa joe were pissed off over in tna because they had been with tna from the very beginning yeah they were there yeah they were the building block them christopher daniels all yeah. those guys, and the next thing you know, the, all the XWCW and WWE guys started coming in, and you know it was you know FJJ Styles, F Samoa Joe, F Christopher Daniels. Yeah, you, know, so, you got you guys are the the <laughs> you guys are the curtain jerkers now. Right, and so and and you know they were getting paid a lot less and everything. So I mean it's a similar type of situation, and you can't you can't do that forever. It can, I mean you can do that on a short term basis, but you can't do that forever because I mean. It, so you need to focus on who you have, right? And and now, I mean, particularly now that you lost Cody, and because this is something that uh, Brian Alvarez was saying that, again, I hate to give him any credit, but it makes sense that, you know, he supposedly talked to some people there in AEW, and that now they're looking at Cody and, you know, and now it doesn't, you know, they're not as averse 
to going there if the offer is made to them. Right. And they, they should at least be considering it. Well, you should always consider it. Even yeah, it should always be in. And let me be let me be perfectly clear. They may tell you on the socials. They may tell each other backstage. They may tell each other publicly. Oh, I'd never work for them. But then they're all at the tryouts. You know, Eddie Kingston famously got on AEW television and you know ran the sports entertainment company into the ground. Yet there's a picture circulating of Eddie Kingston at a WWE tryout. You know, so all of these guys, whether they admit it or not, if they get the call, they're going to at least show up. You owe it to yourself. As a as as a someone who is taking this industry seriously, you owe it to yourself to at least try. Right. And then so if you have <clears throat> if you have somebody like MJF there, then again, you pay him enough so that he doesn't think about trying anymore. Right. Um, I think we just and, lost Nicole. No, there uh, she is. Okay. No, I'm here. No, a call came and I was like, get off my screen. <laughs> and then I accidentally, I don't know how I got it from where it was like, I could see all three of us, just one of us. So if you see my fingers moving around, I'm trying to get where I can see all of us again. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know what I did. Oops. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so. um, but yeah, it's just, uh, well, Tony, you have a real opportunity to hang on to somebody that you can build your company around for the next 10 years. And it seems like really all you have to do is pay the man. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, look, I mean, championships, I mean, yeah, you want to be world champion, but there's a dollar figure that can make not being world champion just fine. Um, True. You know, because, uh, look, I mean, you know, everybody doesn't get to be world champion. Some people get to be 13-time champion, but, you know, I mean. Ah, oh, my God. There oh, it is. Know, it was coming. There it is. There it is. He <laughs> but, uh, snuck it in there. But anyway. anyway. He, he, he slid it in. He slid it in a little more than halfway through the show. Anyway, but. Uh, I'll allow it. I, I'll sure. allow it because, you know, she just. We got to congratulate Charlotte yes. and yes. Uh, Andrade yes. on their Andrade. wedding. Um, yes. So, uh, I'm going to allow. She was so beautiful. Oh, my God. She was gorgeous. <laughs> yes, yes. She was. He looked good. She looked good. It was. A, it was a very nice wedding, and congratulations yes. to the both of them. And Ric Flair with that pink suit was killing it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that old was. man. That crazy old man. Yeah. <laughs> God love and, him. Yes. So congratulations. But I mean, Tony, this is this is your shot here, Tony. Really, um, this this is your shot. You need to do whatever you have to do to keep him keep him there. Because yeah. he he is the guy to build your company around. Um, because like again, all the, the all the other guys are old, and they're not in five years. They're probably all going to be gone. Yep. Uh, he, he's the one who will still be there in five years if you take care of him. Yeah. Hey, random Miro's back on TV. Oh, oh wow. wow! Hey, he's um wrestling Johnny Elite. So, so Miro's doing the job tonight, huh? Well, he well, I don't know. Well, he, he's just back. So he might he might win tonight, but he might. I we'll see. We'll see what kind of value Tony puts in him. I'm yeah. going to talk about one more little piece of AEW business, and we're going to move on and talk a little bit of hell in a cell before we wrap it up. Um, congratulations to new AEW World Heavyweight Champion CM Punk. Uh, I, I would I would add that this is the same CM Punk that about. Eight years ago, apparently, 
the young, hot, up-and-coming star dropping the belt and putting over the aging veteran eight years ago to CM Punk. That was a terrible idea. That was terrible creative, and it was the crux of every reason why he wanted out of WWE. We fast forward to 2022. Apparently, the the hot hot up-and-coming superstar dropping the World Heavyweight Championship to the aging veteran is now apparently good booking, and he's okay with it. Now, there was a promo from Triple H that was circulating, and it was back when CM Punk was still in the company. It's made its rounds in the last week, and uh, it was pretty prophetic. CM Punk is apparently okay with piss-poor booking as long as the piss-poor booking benefits him. And that's all I'm going to say about CM Punk's victory on the weekend. If anybody else wants to jump in, feel free. <laughs> nope, I agree 100%. I am. I used to be a fan of his like, I was too. back in the day. But then I he was became, too until the Colt Cabana podcast. Until he became that grumpy old man. See, I, I, well, I never was. Um, and then, look, that's not me being, like, especially enlightened or anything. I just... You know, to me, it, it it just didn't work for me, um, because and then I guess I really went the other way on him when I saw like when you know when I started looking into just some of the his history there, and I looked at how much stuff he had actually already won before he ever did the pipe bomb thing, and I'm sitting here just like really, um, so again, it's it's I'm number two. I should be number one, and that's an outrage. Um, and that's what his whole thing was, basically. That he and, wasn't his favorite, even though he had, because you didn't have a WrestleMania match, like you didn't headline WrestleMania, that John Cena was getting everything that you didn't, but John Cena was universally loved by people, hence why people were buying more of his merch. <laughs> right, and and it's just, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm not, I've never been the whole, you know, I'm I'm against the man and all that type of stuff. It's you know, I've always thought that was bullshit. And you know, look, um look, I just think look, if 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 CM Punk were to have sat down with my father and had a conversation with him, my father would look at him and he told him the same thing he told he, he told him the same thing he told me once. And he said, You know you're full of shit, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. And and your dad would have been right. And okay, and um, and that's how I always felt about him. Just I've always felt like he was full of shit, and that like and like Triple H said, yeah, you you want change as long as you're the one that benefits from it. And the way that aged so well, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, like yes. a fine wine. Yes, um, it did, and you know, and it's just look in that business. You know, if everybody who's close to the top wants to be at the top. And that's just what it is. It's competitive. People are elbowing each other to get position. Right. And, you know, you're not, you know, people who try to convince you that they're like pure as the driven snow and their intentions and everything is, oh, I just worked really hard and I just wanted what I should have gotten and just, you know, and, you know, and I, you know, and, and, you know, I just want, you know, I just want what's best and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, you want to be at the top. Yeah. And it's fine. That's the business you're in. The business you're in. If you get close to the top, yes, you do want to be at the top. It's okay to admit that. Um, and you know, he he 
for you know he he was full of shit basically and now now he gets you know he he's got he gets what he wants now right because yeah. there's no there's nobody there's no john cena to get in his way now right uh, there's nobody there to get in his way so that everything is fine and you know phil you're full of shit and it, you know i mean <laughs> and you are it just you know again i'll just i'll just repeat from last week you know sid vicious two wrestlemania events cm punk zero zero main events <laughs> and I, you know i'll just you know whenever his name comes up that's what i think of and you know um Oh, and well, we should uh, mention the 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 other the other the um Athena. Oh yeah, out. yeah, she's gonna be doing a interview with Tony Shavani. Oh, okay. oh, she on? Yeah, okay. she's supposed to do like a sit down thing with him. Okay, so yeah, well, good for her. Yeah, yes, and for her, I just hope that they actually use her and don't end up throwing her on dark a month from now. <laughs> Yeah, because that's I mean, because that, that's the thing. It's all because when they sign a new woman wrestler, it's it's kind of like, oh yeah, good for her. Because they're basically gonna have her go up against Jade, right? Which I mean, she's she's somebody who is credible enough to have, that they could have beat Jade and it wouldn't look terrible. Um, because like some of those like some of those girls, they they got no business beating Jade ever. Mm-hmm. No. Um. You know, she's somebody who is credible enough you could have do that. Um, if, but we'll see what like again we'll see what happens in a month because you know Ruby came in she got the title shot and now <sighs> and now I'm I'm still upset like I I get they wanted Brit and Adam to be like the couple that won the Owen Cup or whatever but it was like it totally should have been Ruby. <laughs> yeah, I, who would have thought? Two and a half, three years ago, that Liv Morgan would have been the breakout star. Would have been the breakout star. Like I liked Liv, but I, for me and in what I what I gravitate towards, Ruby was the star of that trio. Like if you were going to have a, a standout star, and that was like I said, no knock on Liv and, and Sarah Logan at the time, but when I looked at the three of them, Ruby could go in the ring. She had an interesting look, a very identifiable look. But here we are, fast forward three years later, and Liv Morgan is, you know, leaps and bounds she's, ahead. She's so likable. She, like, she's all, very likable. She's so likable, but it's something about Liv where she's just so likable and you just root for her. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's such a 180 for me because we did a couple episodes, uh, I think last year, talking about Liv Morgan and whether or not she was a, a mid to top level tier wrestler. And to be perfectly honest, I questioned it at the time. Liv wasn't giving me enough. I've done such a 180 on her, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. She like has this, really turned it up. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but no. like this feud that she's in with um, her and Finn and AJ against Rhea and Damien and Edge. Like, I don't even really care about it that much, but I'm interested in it because of Liv and Rhea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they make you want to watch. And honestly, I think this this helps her better than... Because, like, I mean, she... I think this helps her better than giving her a title shot and her losing. Right. Which, because um, for a while, they, you know, they did the thing with her and Becky, but then... Right, after that was over, she was back to losing matches again for a while. 
Um, I think this will actually this thing right here it will actually help her a lot more um, because one is it's not a foregone conclusion that she's just gonna go out there and lose, right? Um, right. And you know that's that's a whole other thing with like you know title programs and stuff. Sometimes sometimes it doesn't help you really to get the title shot and lose. Um, yeah. Um, and you know, I, but that's a whole other thing. But this has really helped her out a lot here. And just being with Finn and AJ, you know, because now, like, like all the pressure's not on her by herself. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, other, you know, because, you know, when she was in there with Becky, she, she had to, you know, she had to measure up. And, and honestly, I think at that point, just in terms of, like, you know, would you put, you know, would you book this woman to be champion? I don't think she did. Uh, I think, I do think she still has to, there's still another step she has to take before you can stand her in the ring with the top women and then convince people that she should actually beat one of them. Yeah. I'll say by uh, the end of this year. If she keeps progressing, absolutely. I can yeah. see a, yeah. a point in time, but is it right now? No. Yeah, so that's. I wouldn't that's, be shocked if by the end of this year she's like a contender for to be to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's and that's the next step she has to take. So, and and I think she'll do better. She'll get closer to taking that step with this than just like you know getting title shots and losing. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this thing will again this hopefully this thing will do what it you know can do for her here and. Yeah, you know, again with Athena, let's hope that they don't just do the rinse and repeat thing, you know, because you know, we see what's happened with Ruby and now Tony lost the Brit in that tournament also, and she might be headed that way also to the, you know. Um so it's you know, at some point if like somebody's gotta break the cycle here. <laughs> yeah. Um and otherwise, you know, like what are you doing? So I mean, I'm hoping that you know, if she doesn't beat Jade, then I'm just hoping that it turns into something where she doesn't get banished to the YouTube show afterwards. No, they they've got enough women there now to where one or two women a week on Dynamite and or Rampage should be having a match. True. Yeah. And they're <laughs> rotating out indie talent all the time. Like, they still have that open-door policy where they'll bring in local indie talent to work job matches, squash matches, things like that. Do that. You know, you've got enough women there that you can give them TV time, you know, at least one or two matches on Wednesday and Friday night. Yeah, they, they really do. need to at this point. It's like you can't keep getting these women, these credible women. Now you're yeah. getting more credible women. You can't keep getting them and just having one match a week and having a batch, a backstage segment. <laughs> On both yeah. shows and like, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, because yeah, because I mean, because at first, I mean, when they first started, I mean, they did. I mean, most of the women they had when they first started were, you know, the the, the mud show wrestlers, and yeah, you know, and you know, they had an excuse, right? That like, no, we, you know, we, we don't, just don't they, have the depth. But now there's no excuse you know, anymore. No, because nope. they they got Athena, they got Tony, they got Ruby. You know, Serena Deeb is really good. I mean, Thunder, Thunder Rosa's Rosa good. Yeah. Um, they need to do more with her title reign. 
Yeah, what what is that? Like, I'm not going to yeah. sit here and be, beat too much more on AEW. We can do that another night. Yeah. But what's, what the hell with, like, Thunder Rosa is your women's champion and Britt Baker She's is She's arguably, still... like, your best women's wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> they gave and her this yet, big pop and circumstance, this, mm-hmm. this amazing entrance when she finally beat Britt, and what are we doing? So. I feel like they're way too much. They're way too. De- t- I feel like it's almost like favoritism with Tony. Like Brit is his favorite person or his favorite yeah. women's wrestler. Possibly. And if he can have her on TV, he's going to throw her on TV all the time. I will admit Jade is on TV more than Thunder Rosa is, which is kind of messed up considering that she's your women's champion. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. So let's shift gears a little bit while we still got a little bit more time. Uh, let's switch from pay-per-views to premium live events. Um, <laughs> WWE Hell in the Cell is, was it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Um, uh, Saturday is NXT in your house, which I'm actually going to watch because I, I watched forget. NXT yesterday. And yeah. I absolutely loved yesterday's episode. <laughs> I, I am probably going to spend most of Friday evening and most of Saturday morning catching up on all my WWE TV just with the holiday and the weekend and crap going on around here, I'm a little bit behind. Totally forgot NXT in your house was this weekend, and then Sunday night is so. Tina's going to be a wrestling widow again this weekend. <laughs> this poor woman, she puts up with my shit. She's going <laughs> to look at you, shake her head, and go about her day. <laughs> it's Finn Balor wrestling because if it Finn's wrestling, I'll watch. If he's not wrestling, and I'm only going to watch if he's going to win. I'm like. What the hell is that? I can't tell you if he's going to win or not. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, Hell in the Cell is this weekend. And interestingly enough, we were talking off air. There are no SmackDown matches. And I, like, there's only six matches on the card thus far. And mm-hmm. mind you, we still have SmackDown in, in about 48 hours. So those things could all change in the next 48 hours. But as of right now, it is a, a Raw-branded pay-per-view with six matches. So, Rob, do you have the card pulled up? Uh, actually, I think I have. Have most of them memorized. Okay, so right. we got all right. So there's Seth and Cody in the cell. Okay. Um, so do we just want to do like a quick around the room predictions or sure? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So we can start with that because I think that I fully believe that one's going to main event. Yeah, especially if it's the only cell match. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead, Rob. Is it the only cell match? Uh, that's the only one they announced so far. Yeah, yeah, as far as I know, that's all there is. What is the point of having a hell? Oh, I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I think, well, I mean, Cody's going to win this one, I think. This will complete the cycle here. And just the question is, are they going to let, let him bleed in there? You know, I mean, but I think then Cody wins. But yeah. Yeah. Nicole, what do you think? Oh, Cody. Cody. The only way, only way I see him not winning this if there is some shenanigans on Seth's part. Okay, um, yeah, I think Cody's gonna Cody's gonna put, perform the clean sweep here. Um, I to be, and I know you know we speak a bit about how necessary or unnecessary blood is. I think this is one of those matches where you can let him get away with it. This Especially is this, Seth is unhinged. Seth is point. unhinged. And at that point, that really adds to the drama of the whole thing. Okay, Cody's busted wide, and Cody sells the blood. Like, Cody sells the blood like his old man did. That is one of the good things he picked up from Dusty. He knows how to sell the blood. 
So did they let him get busted open? I, I think uh, we're we're in for a good color show. And yeah, yeah. Unless there's some kind of shenanigans, I see Cody Cody taking it home Sunday night. All righty, and we have there's a handicap match between Bobby Lashley and almost an MVP. Oh Lord. Yeah. I'm so uh, over this. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I, I think I would be more into it if, like, you know, maybe you brought back Cedric. <laughs> well, isn't Shelton out with an injury now? Yeah, yeah. Shelton's injured. Yeah. They could have at least brought back Cedric. Like, could have made. I don't know. It's just I'm tired of seeing them two go back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess the thing is, I guess what kind of took the air out of it for me was when, you know, almost was kind of less than impressive. Um, because now, now it looks like basically MVP is in there to kind of cover for him, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is one I'm, you know, um, and I don't even know which way you would this thing because Bobby won at WrestleMania, almost won at Backlash. I mean, if if this is the end, then um, honestly, I don't see who would benefit to even win this thing. I mean, nobody. Nobody. What, what, nobody what does Bobby do after this? Yeah, win or lose, what does he do? I mean, I'm I, I yeah. He'll he'll maybe he'll be in the Money in the Bank match next month. Maybe you know. Maybe, um, maybe he takes a vacation, a nice little vacation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they want—I mean, if they want to do that and just do an injury, spend time with the kids for a couple of weeks, for a couple of like a month. Yeah, I could, I could, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, that's that's really the only kind of thing that because I can't see him having a, I can't see him having or this leading to him being a money or the bank or even having a match at SummerSlam. Yeah, and then um, also, and then if I mean, if he were to win the match, like it's not. Like he's going to get to fight Roman next month, right? I mean, right? Because I mean, that would be a, no, that would be a perfect if he was going to fight Roman at the next pay per view, then it would be a perfect setup to have him win the handicap match. Yeah, right. But that's not going to happen. So I don't see what he gets out of winning, and at this point, almost needs work. And at this point, I don't see at this point if I mean if they win, I mean I don't know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where do you go? Where do you uh, go with he- almost? Right. No. I don't know. Yeah, I this is this again, time of the year is so weird. <laughs> it, it, it it's the summer doldrums. It really is. Until you get up to SummerSlam. Like I look forward to the Hell in the Cell and, and typically mostly for the whatever Hell in the Cell match they end up having. Same thing with Money in the Bank. I'm really there for the Money in the Bank match itself. The other matches I'm just kinda like, okay, if it's a good match, it's a good match. I'll watch it. But there's usually very little that has my attention and Almost and Lashley, unfortunately, just does not keep my like. And I love Lashley. I hate saying that, but I just think that you know, on, on one hand, I consider and say, okay, they should be doing more with Lashley. But at the other hand, you guys have already asked the question: What else do you do with him? He's obviously right. not challenging Roman. The Brock feud is is done until Brock comes back. Maybe they can run that back. But right now, there's no. You've got the Intercontinental Championship line. You know locked up you've got the u.s championship locked up um so there's there's nothing significant for someone of of lashley's position in the roster and on the card there's nothing significant for him to do so maybe that's like a randy contract where hey i only have to work so many dates and then i get a vacation 
I was just about to go there. He could take a vacation. They can do an injury angle. And yep, then we have, don't see him, him again. Hang till, out with his kids. Yeah, we don't see him again until SummerSlam. So I, I, I think MVP and, and almost win this one Sunday night. Yeah. Because at this point, I mean, I mean, Bobby should get a. He should be getting. They should be kind of sending him towards Roman's way later on this year. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah. Or or next year. I mean, that's really the only thing that makes sense to do with him right now. That um. So yeah, this will be you know take some time off, dude. Um, Andrew Angle. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and we still don't know if he's completely recovered from that legitimate injury that he had at the beginning of the year. He may yeah. still be just grinding through just to honor some dates that he had. And, you know, he may legitimately take some time off to just kind of like, you know, recoup and recharge the batteries, which he has earned. Bobby Lashley has been a fucking workhorse for the better part of two years now. Yeah. All right. What's next, Rob? All right. Next. Okay. Speaking of other matches that um, are kind of eh, <laughs> Kevin Owens and Ezekiel. <laughs> love this ridiculous story I, I do too it's yeah. so stupid but these guys are just they're just killing it man kevin owens takes what do they what do they say he takes chicken shit and makes chicken salad out of it yeah like, he's almost really on the territory of sammy zane's ridiculousness oh absolutely and for, yeah. to his part ezekiel has been just mwah, chef's kiss with this whole thing yeah. i actually appreciate Having him come back, having Ezekiel with all these vignettes and these photos of him and his brother Elias, <laughs> and these call-outs like, I'm doing this for my brother Elias, and back when he got, came to WWE, I thought, man, one day I'm going to be there too. <laughs> <laughs> like, they are really playing into this, which makes it all the more that much great. Uh, the only thing that worries me is how they're going to stick the landing on this. Like, at some point, that they're... they're there's got unless they just eventually go their separate ways and we just accept okay this is Ezekiel and Kevin Owens accepts that he's Ezekiel and forgets about it in six months. Uh, and then all of a sudden see, Elias comes back out of nowhere, <laughs> which would be yeah. absolutely hilarious. Yeah. If you what, ran that what back if they do point. that angle? What if they do that angle though? Like all of a sudden, like is like Kevin somehow Kevin somehow wins, <laughs> and oh, then the next great. night here's Elias. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> All right, who, who's, who's winning, Rob? Um, I'm gonna go with Ezekiel because they haven't. I mean, they haven't had a proper match between the two of them yet. I think he wins here because um, I think that's the best way to keep the thing going. Because like for all the it, as great as all the stuff they've been doing is, you know, I mean, I'm not particularly jazzed to for them to have a match. <laughs> you're not you're not feeling this one, huh? Well no, we're just the match itself. I mean like yeah. all the like all the other stuff they're doing is great. And I'd say if Ezekiel wins as a as a way of continuing what they're doing, I think that'd be really good. Um I guess I just don't particularly care about the match itself. It, to me it's just the before and after that Okay. You know, That's it could have been it, for you it could have been a match like on Monday it could have been a raw match or well, I think well, you need to do it here because if 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 they're going to keep it going, then you need something. You need like a a more important match to just drive Kevin Owens just even more crazy. Insane, <laughs> right? And just just you know just doing that on TV wouldn't cut it. So yeah, I mean, I, so the match has a purpose, right? Yeah. It, it's just you know, I mean, while it's on, I might be you know 
scrolling on the internet or something. But yeah, I don't... it's meant to get us to the next. Uh, yeah. The which next is fine. point in the story. Which, yep. Yeah, which, which is fine. I mean, that's what some some matches. That's the purpose. So, and, yep. and that's not a knock on, on them or whatever. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, then we, all right, we got U.S. title. Um, Ali versus Austin Theory. I feel I mean, like this, Ali is going to win. I feel like it is too, and I think this is going to be your work rate match of the night. Yeah, and I'm hoping he wins this. Uh, this is yeah. I'm, this is one that I, I really am interested in. I'm hoping he does win this. And look, they could have a nice little feud that goes for a few months, and they could trade the title back and forth or whatever. I mean, right? Yep. I mean, um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, and this is in, is in Chicago, so I'm hoping that the hometown. Oh, that's happen. right. Yeah, yep. that's the only thing. Yeah. So we're hoping that they, hoping that they, the, the hometown curse thing doesn't happen because, well, they actually haven't done, they haven't done that in a while. The hometown person. They haven't. No, last person I remember significantly was Sasha losing in Boston. Well, actually, well, actually, last September, Alexa Bliss lost in her hometown. That's right. That's right. And you know why I mentioned that, of course. I know why. You oh know. my God! I'm trying not to. I was trying not to go there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. well, I got it in twice tonight. Anyway, Bob is on it. He anyway. is on it. He's on one tonight. Anyway, but um. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he wins this, and I think yeah, I think it'll be a really, I guess it'll be the work rate match of the night. Um, I think people don't give people, you know, theory is I think he's better in the ring than people give him credit for. I think you know, uh, so I think they can if they get time, they can have a really good one here. I think. Yeah, yeah. I said they give him about 15 minutes. Yeah, and I'm going to pick Ali to win. Just yes. Same Ali. I'm going Ali Sunday night. All right, then we have the uh, we have the six mixed person tag team match. So we got Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea on one side, and we got Finn Balor, AJ, and Liv Morgan on the other side. I fucking go either way. Yeah, um, I think again it depends on whether or not just like how much further they're going to carry this thing out. Um, I think it, I mean it'll be really good. They got everybody in there can go. Uh, I think it'll be really good. It'll be fun. Um, as far as who wins, um, depends. Um, because if like Edge's group, if they're gonna if they're gonna get another member, then obviously that person would get involved here. Um, yeah, shenanigans will ensue. <laughs> yeah. So I can I'm gonna pick them to win because I think some kind of way something wacky is gonna happen. Yeah. But then, who would be like a fourth member to join AJ and? Right, that's the because that's the only thing they they need, they would need a fourth member. Um, right. Um, good question, and that that's the only thing, uh, and I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> okay, now I'm inter- now I want a fourth member to be added, so there would be a fourth person on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because they can drag this out to like Money in the Bank. Yeah, I mean, or even SummerSlam. Yeah, with enough, have people, with enough being... people, you could drag this out to SummerSlam. Yeah, because I mean, SummerSlam is actually pretty early this year. It's July thirtieth, and usually it's in August. Yeah, right. So I mean, you you can yeah you can definitely you can you can drag a lot of stuff out into then if you want to now. I mean, because yeah. the there is, and cause I don't think this is going to end here. Um, no. 
So for it to keep going, I would say I'm. Yeah, I think Edge and the gang is going to win this one. Nicole, what do you think? I'm gonna have to agree with Rob. I think it could go either way, but like you said, if a fourth member gets added, there are going to be some type of shenanigans. Yeah. (laughs) Which side it's coming from, we don't know, but there is going to be some shenanigans. (laughs) I agree with the shenanigans. I expect this match to be uh, like a non-finish type of thing. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'm expecting either some type of count-out, some type of disqualification. More than likely a disqualification because somebody comes out to help Edge's, whatever he's calling this. Uh, judgment Day. Uh, that's right, Judgment Day. My brain is fried today. I've had a long week already. Only worked two days this week, and I feel like it's been five. So, Judgment Day. So, yeah, if, if somebody joins them Sunday night, I expect a, I expect a DQ somewhere. Yeah. And now, okay, so we have our one and only so. Uh, as far as we know, the one and only title match. Uh, that's for the Raw Women's Championship. That's the triple threat match. Uh, <sighs> Bianca defending against Becky and Asuka. And this is the, you know, the match mired in controversy because of how it came together. Yeah. Yeah. Anything about this match, can I just say, <laughs> like, <laughs> because if you think about it logically, if this was going to end up being what it was going to be, then the other stuff is kind of dumb at this point. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm just going to say this and I will not talk about Naomi or Sasha for the rest of this show, but it's almost like they were purposely going to just put Naomi with Bianca so they could be like, hey, Sasha, we want you to wrestle Ronda because they didn't have because they didn't have an idea what to do with Ronda. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so I think Bianca retains here. Um, yeah, there's no way you have her lose her first pay-per-view title defense after getting the big win at WrestleMania. There's no way you oh, do no. that. I think it's going to end up leading to... I think Bianca's going to win, but I think Asuka or Becky is going to be the one to screw it up for the other person. And it's just going to... Their feud is just going to continue. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I see... That's a money in the bank, probably. Asuka, Asuka and Becky ended up... To one or the other just ends up imploding on each other and Bianca walk. Bianca walks out Sunday night. Yeah, and then so I think, and I think Oscar and Becky are probably gonna both be in the ladder match, probably. Just yeah. randomly, I don't understand why Money in the Bank, why this is turned into whoever wins on both sides gets an opportunity at WrestleMania. It just irks my soul because <laughs> that's yeah. what the Rumble is for. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I want to know how they're going to work their way out of that one because that's supposed to be a that contract is good for a year. Anytime, right? And you can it cash is, it in anytime, any place. That's the beauty of the money in the bank contract. Yeah, <laughs> right. So and they um, just destroyed it. <laughs> so so like, it wouldn't surprise me if they just kind of walk if they kind of quietly walk that back. <laughs> I hope they walk it back so much. Just walk it back. Just act like you didn't put that out there to the world. <laughs> right. Just pretend that never happened. Yeah, and and I won't have a problem with it. I think, you know. (laughs) All in all, I'm looking forward to this Sunday. It's already seen people breathing heavy on the timeline, saying that it's a C-level pay-per-view from, like, 2004. Oh, my God. And every time they say that, the pay-per-view is a banger and is better than a lot of stuff throughout the year. On paper, you look at the people involved in this pay-per-view, there's some hellacious matches on there. Like, yeah, maybe they're not, you know, Roman or um, Sasha or Charlotte or, 
you know, something like that. But every single match on that card has the potential to be good, if not great. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm dead-ass serious. Theory and Ali are going to show up and show out. It's going to happen. They could be, like, they could be probably contenders for match of the night. Because that's great. Seth yeah. and Cody are going to beat the ever-loving snot out of each other. There will be you blood. Know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So how you can't look forward to that, I just... I oh god, it just it irritates me. Well, like, I, I guess go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I just if you're not going to watch it, you're not excited about it. Why do you have to throw it out there? Because just, they just they just love it. to because they're like oh it's really anti WWE or they're never going to have a great match outside like outside the big four. Every other pay per view is subpar compared to people. Now the if it's like this- the big four. Then that pay per view automatically gets shits gets shitted on. <laughs> yeah, well, they said the same thing about WrestleMania Backlash this year, and it ended up delivering. And three out of WrestleMania matches, three out of the four that were rematches were better than the WrestleMania matches were. Yeah, and um, well, because this is I'm trying to think of what. Um, well, again, you should look at it like this. All right. There are people getting a chance on this show that we're not getting on other pay-per-views. And if if you're one of those people who you know goes on that keeps saying that, that they need to give more people chances to do stuff on pay-per-views, if you if you're one of those people, well, this is one of those shows. All right. Yeah. Um because Ali and Theory are getting a match on this show. And Ali had a foot out the door six months ago, Pat. Right. And now and, we've got him wrestling for a championship on a pay-per-view. Shut up right. and enjoy it. <laughs> yes. Um, exactly. And you got... You know, if if everybody was still... you know, if, if the people who were taking a break right now were not taking a break, then, you know, Liv Morgan may not be on this show. Yep. Um, you know, or... Damian Priest may not be on this show if, you know, if the people, again, if, you know, Roman, Charlotte, Sasha, Naomi, if, if they were all working this show, those other people might not be. Um, so there are people get there are people getting opportunities here. And, yeah. and a whole lot of people stepped aside so that some other people could step up. Right. And then, and it looks like next month is going to be the same kind of thing because. Basically, if you're looking at what's advertised right now, they're 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 only advertising. Other than like Drew, they're only advertising Raw people for uh, Money in the Bank. So, sorry to interrupt you. Okay. Uh, that's okay. That's right. Yeah. Athena is talking, and she's. <laughs> I don't want to be an asshole. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is it, just, is it just not good? It's okay. She's basically like she's... That streaks are meant to be broken. And she's going to break Jade's streak and that she's the fallen goddess. And, oh, boy. And Jade interrupts her with Malcolm. I'm happy to see him with her. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, look, this is... Look, this month... So look, this show, and then uh, if things hold up with what's being advertised for Money in the Bank, then that'll be two pay per views in a row where people who don't normally get 
big spots get will get a chance to be on a pay per view or premium mm-hmm. live event. So get that pay per view um, money. <laughs> yep. And look if, again, if 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 you're banging the drum for more people to get chances, then this here, show here is, it is. <laughs> this show and the next one are are for you. And because we know, but you know, when SummerSlam rolls around, everybody's gonna be back. Yep. And which means some of these folks are gonna get pushed back off of the card. Um or push down the card. So, and, and this and look, this is kind of how they do stuff, right? There, there are certain times of the year where they pull out all the big guns, and that's who they're going with. And then there are times in the year where they give other, you know, where they work other people in. This is one of those times, and so you know, it, just you know, enjoy this because if you don't watch. You know, if if you don't pay attention to these folks who are getting these chances now, they're not going to keep getting chances. Right. Right. It goes back to what I said last week. A lot of this comes down to fan participation. And you can't just sit on Twitter and hashtag, you know, this and that to death. You got to actually sit down and watch the show. You can't tell us you want, you know, you want Ali, you want Ali and then not watching. Yep. Right, and then you know, and then if he and then if he gets released, you know, you go on Twitter and you get mad about it. Right? Yeah, well, WWE should have done him better. No, the fans should have done him better. The fans should have watched when he was on TV. They should have bought his merchandise. They should have supported him while they Which were using. I can say I have. <laughs> yeah, so is Rob. Rob, you have a in the light. Or, yeah, uh, I, I bought I bought like pretty much every T-shirt they put out for the man, and yeah, <laughs> good shirts, like great designs. <laughs> yeah, and so. You know, if if you if you really want him to get opportunities, then when they put him out there, you gotta you, you gotta watch it and you gotta support it. Yeah. And you know, the same goes for Liv Morgan and for Rhea Ripley and for Damian Priest. And you know, if you want them to keep getting chances, then you gotta pay attention when they come out there. If you want, you know, if you want Nikki Ash and Dewdrop to get on TV more than you need to pay attention when they come out there. Um, if you want, you know, Ricochet, right? To if you want him to get continue to get opportunities, then you gotta pay attention when he's out there. Um, because if you don't, they won't be out there at all. <laughs> right, and then and then you're gonna be back to complaining about oh they use the same ten people all the time. Well, because those what same did. ten people are the ones that keep getting traction. Merchandise keeps getting bought for. Like people are making noise about them because the people that you want out there, you do absolutely nothing for them. Right, you sit on your hands. Right, and and you know, look, and this, you know, and this has just been reinforced by me looking at all these, you know, YouTube viewing numbers all year. Yeah. Um, I can just tell you, you know, what you see on TV as far as who gets put in what position. It tracks pretty close to what the viewing numbers are. Yeah. Um, it does. Um, I guess not a perfect one-to-one thing, but it comes pretty close. And there are reasons they put the people on TV, and there are reasons they put people in the spots that they're in. And yeah. it's not just, and it's not just because the old man likes them more. Okay. Right. And so you know, it's up to you. Like you know, you, you gotta you know, take part in this stuff a little bit too. Um, otherwise, you know, you get what you get. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think we can call the go home spot there. I think we had a man, guys. We had a solid show tonight. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, we missed Jason, you know, obviously, and you know, hopefully next week we'll have Jason better. back, and, yes. and hopefully he feels better and he's ready to go. But uh, Nicole, awesome, awesome having you on again. Thank you so much for coming in, literally like off the bench last That's minute. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't watched much wrestling in the last two weeks. Yeah, like Jason literally messaged because I was messaging him and Rob. I'm like, all right, so this is what we're doing. You know, I was trying to get uh, you know Ray Cash from the Outsiders Edge. Ray has a lot going on right now, so he he hasn't answered me back. And I was like, I guess it's just gonna be the three of us. I didn't know, and I know Nicole, you had said you were kind of maybe after the Sasha and Naomi situation, you were maybe thinking about taking a break. So I was like, I don't know if. I would most like, you know, I could get Nicole on there, but I don't know how much she's been paying attention. I've been about... paying attention just because of the timeline and stuff and clips. Right. I haven't really watched, watch like NXT last night was the first time I like watched a whole WWE show in like two weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> like SmackDown I... just watched the, um, the tag team match raw. I don't, did I watch anything from raw this week? I don't think I really watched it. I think, no. I saw a little bit of the Cody and Seth like face off, but for right. the most part, we haven't watched much of anything. Like I still have AEW on, and I'm shocked by that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do all my catch up this weekend. But again, Nicole, eleventh hour. Thank you so much for coming on here with us tonight. Anytime, guys. Absolutely, we'll love to have you on again soon. And. From the Rob the Genius Podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data, Mr. Rob Bonnet. And look, always a pleasure. Absolutely. And I am your host, DJ. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. We're out of here till next week. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.